Hey, did you just have a meeting with a donor and they told you something really, really important and you have no place to put it except for like maybe an Excel spreadsheet or, I don't know, a random piece of paper in your office? Go to DonorDoc.com. Get a CRM system that works. Get a donor database system that works. Get something that gives you beautiful reports and beautiful dashboards that even your crankiest board member will love. Go to DonorDoc.com. Use the code word "Do Good Better" at checkout and get a month free. DonorDoc.com. Your organization is awesome, but sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author Patrick Kirby. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Do Good Better podcast. I am your co-host, Abby Furchner, and today we have a special guest with us. We have Susan Foch, who is the founder of a nonprofit out in Wisconsin called Operation Not Alone. Susan, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for asking me and wanting to wanting to have me this morning. I appreciate it. I'm so excited because I think we should tell everyone how we kind of met because it's a small world. You it's actually so know one of my best friends from high school, Ellie. Mm-hmm. Kind of t- tell us that story, how you know Ellie and how it connects to me. <laughs> yeah. So last year we both competed in the Miss Wisconsin competition through the Miss America organization. She was Miss Lacrosse Oktoberfest and I was Miss South Central. Uh, so we got to know each other really well throughout that year competing. And then when I posted a picture, because I have previously interviewed Patrick for my podcast because I love the setup that you have with this like wooden wall behind you. And so I, I posted his picture from that interview and she DM'd me immediately. And she was like, oh my gosh, she's like my best friend from high school. Abby just got a job with him. And I was like, that's impossible. I was like, how can that even be? Um, and then you sent me a message after I posted a review on your Facebook page. Yes. Mm-hmm. You won um, the Do Good Better Consulting giveaway for our t- uh, our birthday, yeah. our anniversary, um, and then it like that's how I connected the dots too. And I was like, "How are we literally a state away from each other?" And exactly, so cool. I just think that's so much fun to share those stories because honestly, we think the world is so big. We all know each other in some weird way. It's so small, and I love it. <laughs> Okay. But I want to talk about your organization because I just think this is so awesome. Operation Not Alone. Kind of give us the backstory on this because you actually started it at a pretty young age. I did. So I was 18 years old and I was a freshman in college. I was at the University of Wisconsin Oshkosh. And what's funny about it is it was very synonymous with my Miss America journey. So again, I was very young. <laughs> and when I, you first start competing, so I'm, I live in Wisconsin and I'm originally from Door County, which is the, the thumb. Oh. And so I was competing for my hometown title at like 17. I was a senior in high school. I knew nothing about what I was doing. I just knew that scholarship money was involved and I'm a first generation low income student. So I was like, I need money. <laughs> for school, I'll try it any way that I can. And I knew that the scholarship competition was coming up. So I gave that a try. And with that, you have to have a personal, a platform, a social impact initiative that if you win all year, you're going to be promoting in the community, you're going to be advocating for fundraising for, you know, the whole kit and caboodle. And so the only thing at that point I knew I wanted was to do something with disabled veterans, because my father is a 100% disabled Marine Corps veteran himself. And so that's just a you know, an environment that I've always 
grown up with, um, a story that I've always kind of like told with him because that's a very distinct way to grow up, you know? And so, and a lot of that has PTSD, anxiety, so much of it is mental health on top of some of his physical ailments as well. And so I knew I just kind of wanted to, to focus on veterans and I didn't know where to go from that. And then the next year when I went off to college, I just kept thinking about it. And I kept thinking of different ways, like how I could help that I should know I didn't win that competition. Um, but I, <laughs> but I just kept no thinking, way, but well, yeah, we're going to continue that. I tried this again. If I did it again, I was like, you know, how would I actually kind of like niche it down? You know, how can I take this a little bit more seriously? And I had a sorority sister who looked at me one day and was just like, Susan, you know that you could just make, take all these ideas and just make them into a nonprofit, right? And I said, no. <laughs> because my view of nonprofit like people, which was none because I had no experience in it, was like, I, and I don't ask me where this came from, but it was like a white dude over 40 who already had like millions in the bank to just throw at like charity. <laughs> That's what I thought right. yeah. it was because I was 18 and I didn't know any differently. Um, and then she kind of just kept harping on that idea. She's like, I think that you can do this. She's like, I have no website that has like the paperwork. I'll walk you through it. We'll do it together. Cause I was a freshman. She was a senior and she was like, I think, I just think that we can do this. And I was like, I don't think so, but okay. I was like, if you're going to, if you're going to be my buddy and do it with me, like, sure, let's try. And, uh, you know what, lo and behold, by January, we ended up filing all of the incorporation papers, our 501c3 application, really kind of niche down a mission that we were going to start by serving active duty service members by sending personalized care packages overseas. And here we are almost eight years later, (laughs) which is crazy. crazy to me. That is so crazy. And I love, but I love like the the entrepreneur in your 18 year old self, you were like, no, but like, okay, <laughs> sounds good. Let's I was like, it. twist my arm a little bit. And, right. Okay, fine. We'll figure it out. <laughs> right. Okay. And I looked on your website and like you said, you put together these, these care packages that you send overseas, but you also mm-hmm. deliver to uh, nursing homes as well. Um, before we talk about that, I kind of want to just talk about what goes into these care packages. Are they, um, kind of like community-based? Does the community all take part in putting it together or kind of what goes into these? Yeah. So at this point, we now offer six different services that all kind of encompass like active duty service members, veterans, the community, mental health initiatives, uh, the whole shebang. And so our for our personalized care packages, it's very word of mouth and social media marketing that we get people in for it. And what happens really with that is Sometimes we'll work with the service member directly. I really prefer it, though, when I get to work with a, a significant other, a family member, a friend, and kind of craft it to that service member. I just like what they're missing. Like, what do they want? What, it, you know, what's something from home that's going to make them feel a little bit better? What is something that they just like really need in this time? And it also, depending on what country they're currently stationed at, will definitely change some of their needs a little bit. And so I like working with those people because it usually is a surprise to the service member when it arrives, which I think is the more fun part. And, and even to that too, I, you know, I always feel, and I joke that our packages show up because they're usually a surprise, like at the moment that those service members need them the most. Like we had one, I worked with a gal 
who now is on my board, actually is our director of donor relations. And she, her sister was stationed overseas and her, her box idea was really cute. She was like, my sister loves movies. She gave me a list of all of her favorite movies. Uh, and then we got like popcorn and like movie box candy. And like, we made a really fun thing because she had her laptop, which had a, a DVD, DVD like player in it, but she didn't have enough internet to like stream anything. So we got all the DVDs and the box arrived the day that she learned her tours being extended and she no longer could come home for Thanksgiving, Christmas, or her birthday. So for it to show up on that day that she got that like notice that she had to be there longer, I was like, she even said, she's like, it, it uh, softened the blow <laughs> a little oh bit because, you know, she got like all these favorite things and her favorite movies. And so I always like that our packages kind of arrive when people need them. The like most. perfect timing. Yeah. Honestly. They're really, they're a little creepy that way. <laughs> I don't try for that. Um, but it's really fun. And I, so that's our personalized care packages. We work with, again, family members. I mean, sometimes I do work with, with service members directly for it. Um, and usually because they ask for a couple of people in their unit, you know, they try and make something for a group. Uh, and then we also do, so, and that's also year round. Like we do that as on a uh, request basis. And so then every year for Veterans Day, which is coming up, which is a little frightening, we do our annual cheer package. And so that is specific to veterans. And so we send these cute little cheer packages that are just like a continued, like, thank you for your service. Like, we're still thinking of you. We're still honoring the sacrifices that you made and probably the ailments that you're living with now, even though you're not, you know, in uniform and people aren't thanking you the way they normally are. And so that has some uh, rebranded packs of door county coffee we have a new chocolate sponsor who is making oh. something um custom for us it's just this very sweet box that will hopefully arrive at the door at their doorstep on veterans day um and as of last year we were very excited we were able to send um hundreds of packages to veterans in all 50 states wow. so everywhere in the u.s had a little like ona package <laughs> and then we also just to keep the love going for veterans on christmas eve traditionally we will go into a local nursing home and deliver the same like two yard fleece blankets specific to their branch of the military to them um just to spread some like holiday cheer this year with covid that's gonna look a little Mm -hmm. (laughs) different because we can't really just walk into a nursing home and then for the community we have um some different social conscious um community service programming called the who is your hero presentation today we just relaunched our girl scout patching program so we have an updated program, um, girls, Girl Scouts from all 1.8 million Girl Scouts across the country are eligible to earn this patch. Mm-hmm. And we already have seen, I would like to say between 50 and 75 girls from like four different states, five different states have earned their own a patch. So we just relaunched that with my VP McKenzie, who actually works out in Buffalo, New York. And then our last bit is that we have a college intern program. I absolutely love absolutely all of this. Like Thank I just you. can't like I I love the DVDs. I that story. That one oh my was gosh. Cute. And I love the DVDs. Like what's a DVD anymore? No one even knows. <laughs> right. Well, and it was great because so many of the things that she liked were like in the $5 bin. So right. Like, perfect. <laughs> but that's so that's so awesome. Like I know you talked about your dad, but I mean, what is it like going into these nursing homes or hearing from those spouses or those people that you customize these, uh, these packages with, 
what is it like hearing their stories um, or really going and delivering and giving that blanket to that veteran in the nursing home? What kind of, is that emotion uh, like for you? It's, it's really heavy. Um, Cause there are even times, especially when I was a title holder in the Miss America organization. Um, I mean, people, this might, this sounds silly. People used to book me for like certain parties and like birthday parties, like for veterans. And so I would bring these like custom blankets to these veterans, like in crown and sash and people would get really excited to, to see me be there. Um, but really the nursing homes are definitely the most emotional because again it's Christmas time and and the hardest part to that is for the most part like I try to go every year on Christmas Eve and you know they don't have families that are visiting them or we're able to you know take them out for the the day um they're pretty lonely Mm -hmm. and so which is why we chose that day very specifically so that we could bring a little bit of that joy and that love to them uh, when they're really kind of struggling on that day in particular. And we've done that for four years and the amount of people who have just like sobbed with me, Mm. like in these nursing homes, it breaks my heart. But I mean, because it's even nurses, it's, you know, if there is family there that day, like people just get very emotional. Um, veterans love telling their stories. So they love sharing um, stories and memories and just like really telling me what their time in their in the service really meant to them. And I mean, we've had people, I, there was one very particular. So our, our title, or our name is Operation Not Alone and our tagline is Never Alone, Never Forget. And moments that really drive that home, like we had one, two years ago, a veteran who, he was like watching TV. He was like in the little, like, uh, you know, like a uh, common area. And I came up and, um, you know, I presented him with his blanket and I try and give him a little spiel, uh, that's like kind of cute. And I'm like, you know, like a little birdie told me that you had served in the, you know, United States army. And I was like, we just really wanted to, to visit you this Christmas, like wish you a happy holiday and let you know that we're just still thinking about you. We still appreciate you for the service that you've done. And he was in a wheelchair. So I kind of draped the blanket like over his lap and he just immediately started welling up with tears and he grabbed my hands and just like, as he started like crying and the cutest part to this was his wife was across the room in her wheelchair and she saw him getting emotional. So she like wheeled herself um, uh, to him and was trying to see what was going on. And he just was holding my hands and he said, I didn't think anyone cared about what I had to do and the life that I had to live with, like with his disabilities after he came home, he was like, I just thought that people stopped caring about me. And I like, I just became like a wreck. And then his wife came up and she saw what was happening and then she got moved and then she started crying. And I was like, it was just this little like three person crying fest in this nursing home. Uh, And we were just, but moments like that happen very often in the nursing homes. And then the the other one too, and this is a very important part to our story is the first care package we ever sent out in 2013. Keep in mind. So I'm still, I mean, I'm like 19 at this point and I'm just hoping that what we created like sticks you know, it's like spaghetti, like you're throwing stuff to the right. wall. And I'm, like, I'm hoping that this is good. I hope people care about this. I hope that this does something for someone. And they just, at that point, I was like, I hope they think it's nice. <laughs> right. Like all I was thinking of. Because uh, I didn't understand also how to like 
you know, test an idea and crowdfund and do all these things. But <laughs> um, so we sent this first care package to a gentleman who I had connected with um, at a different volunteer event in like December. And it's July at this point. And so, and it was very difficult <laughs> to get his address. Um, I had to talk to way too many family members to try and track down like where he was serving in Afghanistan. And because he was a second lieutenant, this was his second tour. And so he, you know, he had gone gone up in the ranks and he was really looking over a unit of, I think, eight or nine people. Mm -hmm. And in a very traditional male thought process, he was like, I'm in charge of this this unit. He's like, I'm in charge of these troops. He's like, I have to be stronger than ever. I have to be tougher than ever, which means showing no emotion, which means showing that like, I'm not having a hard day. I'm not having a hard time. You know, none of these things are, you know, affecting me. He's like, cause I have to be tough for all these people. And that really started wearing on him very deeply. He started becoming quite depressed and had suicidal thoughts. And our care package arrived on the day that he was very deeply contemplating suicide. And he wrote me, so I sent this package, I want to say in April and in July. So keep in mind too, I mostly funded the whole nonprofit for a few years, just based off of like my summer waitressing money because I was a college student. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was back home in Door County. I was waitressing. It's July. It's hot. And I was working like a double that day. And my mom called me on my lunch break to tell me that I got a pack, a letter from Afghanistan. (laughs) I was like, open it, (laughs) read it to me. And it was this two page, like front and back letter from this gentleman describing all of that to me. And literally saying, he's like, your package arrived on the day that I was contemplating suicide. And he was like, and it was the thing that stopped me. And he was like, because it reminded me that someone back home cared that I made it back. Mm-hmm. And someone cared that like, I was going to get through this instead of just kind of feeling like this, like this mule that was just taking on all of, all of these terrible thoughts and feelings and emotions and, um, and all the hard things about being deployed. And so like, I'm, I'm bawling. My mom's bawling. I'm in the back of this restaurant, like at a I'm about to start bawling. Like, oh. um, and so, and that, I think it, what was so important was that was our first care package because that was like, cause founding it, doing everything was just me going, I hope this is going to be good. I hope this sticks. I hope this like won't be a weird, embarrassing like thing that I did <laughs> once right. in my youth. Um, And so, but when I got that letter back from him, like that was really my spark moment where I was like, that's it. I was like, this is what I'm here to do. I was like, this is my purpose. Like, this is why we made this whole thing. And like, that was the moment it became so clear and so defined for me that I was like, we're done. Right. We got to keep going. So, and that's honestly what's kept us going from that moment. Cause if I, and I can't say if I didn't get that response from him, I wouldn't have, but like, it definitely wouldn't have solidified the need. Right. Because I feel like even just with those two stories, especially with veterans, like you said, in the nursing homes or just even back at home and for those uh, soldiers that are still fighting overseas or fighting anywhere, I feel like a lot of them do feel forgotten and Mm -hmm. like they it doesn't matter as much as it once did or that they now that they're no longer serving, they don't matter as much as they once did. And I feel. Yeah just by those stories that this is the reason why 
Operation Not Alone is so important to have as an organization. Yeah. So it's just, like I said, it's what's kept us going. So for example, I now have a team of five, including myself, and we meet bi-weekly um, and it, we're an all remote team. We always have been. And so we'll meet every other week and <laughs> to start um, kind of for team building because uh, like none of us have really all met each other in person, but also just to kind of keep us connected to the mission. So we start every meeting by everyone having to like go around in a circle and say our mission moment for the week. Oh, wow. Like what's bringing us back to like why we're here and what we're doing. And then we also share like a personal and a professional win of the week since we all have other full-time jobs that aren't <laughs> Ona. And so which is, again, a little bit of team building, but we all have to start with a mission moment that happened in, in the last two weeks so that we're like, why are we here? Right. I, oh, oh my gosh, I absolutely love that. Seriously, that story, um, wow, that kind of got to me for a second. Uh, where are we even talking Where are <laughs> where, we where talking about? Um, okay, so COVID, big thing going on in the world right now. How or what ways can people, I mean, is there ways people can donate uh, certain things to Operation Not Alone? Um, kind of what are, what are veterans and soldiers needing right now the most? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's really hard with the care packages. And I actually, we used to do care package supply drives and I kind of discourage it at this point for the two facts that number one, we do them on, on a per request basis. So it's a, okay you know, as they kind of come rolling in and two, because they are customized to whatever that person is needing. It's so hard to anticipate that. Like there are some staples that we put in every package, which is one of those two yard fleece blankets, um, you know, socks, Q-tips, baby wipes, foot powder, um, very general things will always go in there. But after that, specifically for like food and stuff, um, we try and customize it to what that person wants and needs. And so that gets a little hard. Um, People can always definitely donate if they want to donate products like that. Um, Those really staple items. So again, baby wipes, Q-tips, some socks, hand and foot warmers, uh, things like that are always needed. And we have a PO box um, in Door County that people can always ship things to. Uh, Number two... However, we started two new services to be born out of the coronavirus pandemic, um, and they will stop when the (laughs) pandemic one day will subside. Um, And those are so and it would kind of it really broadened our mission, but stayed with the name of Operation Alone, which was COVID relief kits to people who were fighting uh, food insecurity and also a healthcare hero program to be sending kind of meals to those who really weren't having breaks in hospitals. And so um, and that those are available to anyone across the U.S. And so we've sent out over like 100 COVID relief kits to families who have been financially affected by the pandemic. And so if anyone also wanted to do some non-perishable food that way that we could send to a COVID relief kit, uh, we can always take that for sure. And then for the the nursing home visits, what I love, we kind of, we gave it a cute name last year and it was... Uh, I think being like an Ona elf. And so we wrote down the instructions. If people wanted to go to their local nursing home and how they can do the never alone nursing home at their location, because I love doing it, but I'm also only one person. I can only hit. So I once did it one Christmas where I hit every single nursing home in door County, which was 10. Like I did a tour of nursing homes one day uh, with my poor sweet mother. (laughs) And, um, 
So, but so we made up instructions that people can go do it in their own nursing homes uh, and how to get the blankets and the names and and pick the nursing home and do the whole thing. I think what we're going to do this year, and I have to call some nursing homes and check that this will be okay. uh, If we create the blankets, name them, uh, and and we'll do it all very sanitary, but like individually bag them and tie them up and then have them sit in the bag for two weeks so that it is quarantined. And then... um, tie like the name on a tag like on on the bag and then just drop them off at the front of the nursing home I think might be our solution for this year so that'll obviously take us like a close to a month lead time to make sure that the blankets can quarantine inside the bag um I mean we have a very (laughs) clean quarantined home that we can definitely make these in and make sure everything is clean and, and well done but I think that's going to be our solution this year. So if anyone is looking for a Christmas, just joy filled project and would like to uh, work with us to visit their local nursing home and spread some love to, to your local veterans, uh, please send me an email, which is Susan at operationalone.net. And we'll get you hooked up with your local nursing home. I love that. I use so much. (laughs) I love it. I was, I, that's like the cutest thing I could do. And it was so hard was people were even going to do them kind of throughout the year for different service projects. And they were going to tie it to some other holidays, like Memorial day, you know, whatever. And then when COVID hit, it was like, no one can go into nursing homes. (laughs) So I had a lot of people that were doing it in their communities and then have to just like sit on the materials for a really long time. So like Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve. Yeah. I was like, just tie them up nice and tight, plastic bag, keep them quarantined again. Cause if they quarantine, for two weeks and then if we also drop them off with like some disinfectant mm-hmm. um, for the nurses to distribute them I think it should be fine that should work I haven't double checked that with a nursing home yet so right. don't necessarily quote me well let's we'll yeah we'll definitely let everyone know so that they can definitely take part in it because that's so yeah. awesome um and this I just want everyone also because we're talking about it this is not just in Wisconsin like you can no. do this anywhere in the U.S. And so say I live in uh, Connecticut and I know somebody that's in the service that's overseas, or I know a veteran that lives in Virginia that's in a nursing home. How can I reach out to you? Um, What is the best way to go about wanting to customize a kit for said person? Yeah. So if they just go to our website, which is operationalone.net, all of the forms are on there. So COVID relief kits, care packages, cheer packages coming up. Uh, We will have a cutoff of, I think, November 5th um, to send out a cheer package to a veteran. There's truly no limit. So again, we, as a remote team, like we're based in Wisconsin for the sole fact that I'm here. Um, But like I said, my vice president lives in Buffalo, New York. So she kind of has her setup out there. Uh, but we, we ship and do things all across the country. So literally this is a national nonprofit. Anyone from anywhere can do something with us. Um, actually I would say the majority of the Girl Scout patches that we've given out and girls who have done our program have all been in like Northern California. (laughs) Um, wherever people are, like you can do programs with operation alone, which I think is so fun. And we've tried to make it as, as adaptable to wherever you are as possible. So definitely anything, anything there would be great. Um, yeah, but just go to operationalone.net. All of the information humanly possible is on that website. And if it's not, my email is also on there, which again is Susan at operationalone.net. Perfect. And of course, we'll have that all in the show notes. But Susan, before we wrap up, is there anything 
any last words of wisdom you would like to share? Um, anything about Operation Not Alone that we didn't touch on that you want to kind of give your two cents on? The floor is yours. Ooh, oh my gosh, the pressure. I know. So on. <laughs> um, I love, it has been one of the most sincere joys of my life and really solidifying, I think, like my purpose in life not just starting the organization, but watching it grow and watching the impact that it's had on people. Like the ripple effect of things has been so crazy. It's been amazing. Um, But if any, so like I said, we are a remote team. And so, I mean, our team lives in like Stevens Point, Portage, Milwaukee, Madison, and Buffalo, New York. (laughs) Um, So if anyone has a specific like skill set and expertise, a love, um, whether it be grant writing, marketing, anything, um, please reach out to us. Uh, I would love to, to keep growing our team. I, I really am only one person. <laughs> so uh, anything that people can do, uh, yeah, if they just want to be a part of our team and, and be a part of this mission to, to just um, help veterans um, aid their mental health, we really are working on growing that initiative and seeing what we can do more um, in direct mental health initiatives for people. If you have any expertise, please reach out, (laughs) can be with us. Um, We would love to have you. So perfect. And like I said, we'll have all the contact info, the website, everything all in the show notes below. So all you have to do is click that link and you'll be able to go right to it. But Susan, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being a guest. And thank you all for listening to another episode of the official Do Good Better podcast. Documenting donor information is the most important thing you can do as a fundraiser, as a nonprofit organization. And hey, if you don't know where to start and try to figure out where and what system to get, go to DonorDoc.com. DonorDoc is the CRM system, the donor database system. It has wonderful reporting. It has easy-to-use dashboards. Frankly, it's the greatest thing that you will have at your disposal as a fundraising organization. Go to DonorDoc.com. There are countless videos, books, articles, and folks out there with suggestions on how to raise more money. Of course, that's a major problem. Too much information. Do Good University has an online library of lectures, courses, and trainings that concentrate on one thing, making fundraising simple. Come join other like-minded do-gooders who are looking to unclutter their fundraising life. Enroll at Do Good University today at dogoodbetterconsulting.com.